Welcome to our podcast series, Five Questions, Five Answers, in which we explore recent U.S. trade policies and U.S. trade rules that can affect thousands of companies. We have a goal in mind to help you, the listener, translate the legal into real-world business strategies. My name is Bridget Matisson. I'm the Director of North American Manufacturing here at Aaron Fox Schiff in Washington, D.C. I get the easy part. I get to ask the questions and I get to choose the colleague or the guest I know will have the right answers for you. So in the next few minutes, I will ask five questions that reflect the concerns we've been hearing from business leaders. All who want to understand the rules, but they also need to mitigate their business risk while increasing their bottom line. So let's start. Many active conversations are happening throughout North America, but the term I took from a quote from a Canadian media report a few weeks ago, I guess by now, and it was about the announcement of Canada's federal budget and its funding for the electric mobility industry. By the way, that budget from Ottawa includes $2 billion for a strategy to accelerate the production and the processing of critical minerals. I'm sure Monsieur Breton, our guest today, has far more insight into that funding initiative than I certainly do. But the point is, there's lots of money for this industry. That's exciting. The announcement from north of the border, it comes at a critical time for the industry. Things are getting a bit weird. Supply chains are precarious. They're uncertain. Tariffs on raw materials and component parts into North America seem to have gained a kind of permanent nature. And all in all, conflicts in Europe and elsewhere as we all know, tragically continue to create havoc on supply chains. No wonder that the global supply chains, a term that we've been bantering around for many decades now, may be kind of getting less global. Maybe they'll be getting a little more regional. For many of our listeners, one region, North America, might play just an important market and production platform for this industry. But Back to Ottawa's announcement. Today's guest, Monsieur Daniel Breton, who I am sure is front and center to many of these active conversations, probably here in the United States as well. I am delighted to have him with us. He is the president and CEO of Electric Mobility Canada. The acronym EMC is one of the very first organizations dedicated to the electrification of transportation actually in the world. By the way, he's a former Quebec Minister of the Environment and Sustainable Development, so he knows the talk and how to talk it. And he was the first elected official in Canada, I gather, to lead on the electrification of transportation. He is someone everyone should be talking to. So welcome to Five Questions and Five Answers, Danielle. Hi, Bridget. How are you? I'm, uh, I'm fine, I think. I'm looking forward to this conversation. So am I. Tell us about the EMC and what it's all about and what you're doing in Canada and maybe what you're doing here in Washington. Well, uh, EMC is a not-for-profit organization dedicated to the acceleration of electrification from light to medium to heavy-duty to off-road vehicles. So our membership goes from vehicle manufacturer 
of all kinds, to utilities. Most utilities in the country are members of EMC, to uh, research centers like the National Research Council, for instance, to mining companies, to EV owners group, unions, cities, municipalities, universities. So we are basically the national voice of electric mobility in the country. We have conversation, I would say, on a weekly basis with people in government at the federal level. So do we have often elaborate conversations with people at the provincial level. I mean, there's a provincial election in Ontario that should be announced in a couple of days. There will be an election in the fall in Quebec. So yes, we are very implicated and we are discussing with some of our members who are multinationals like, you know, Siemens and ABB and Tesla and Microsoft and others. We are very interested in seeing what's happening in the EV world in the US and in Europe. And I was in Vietnam two weeks ago because a new Vietnamese company wants to start making electric cars. So, yeah, I mean, I've been talking about electric mobility for more than 20 years myself, and it sounds as if many of us, the pioneers, were preaching in the desert for years, if not decades. But now, all of a sudden, things are really exploding. And I will give you one example. Over the weekend, it was the Montreal EV show at the Olympic Stadium. More than 43,000 attended. The place was jam-packed, believe it or not. And I was getting comments from different dealers in Quebec telling me that right now the orders that they are assigning for the purchase of a new car, depending on the brand, between 40 and 80% of new orders were for electric cars. Can you believe that? Wow. You know what? I'm so excited about that. I'm actually writing it down. For members, and especially just generally on the manufacturing front, um, but especially for high-tech industries, Monsieur Breton, it's so important for government policies to kind of align themselves with where the industry is going. Is Ottawa, are the provinces moving along the same lines like emission standards and emission controls as, say, Washington is or, say, even California? What's your sense? Well, actually, just before the budget, the environment minister, Minister Guilbeault, who I've known for more than 20 years, announced Canada's emission reduction plan in which there was the announcement of soon-to-be-adopted ZEV mandate. And that's a big thing because normally the Canadian federal government follows regulation or lack thereof being adopted in the U.S. So the federal government in Canada announced that they would not follow the federal regulation in the U.S. if the regulation was not ambitious enough. And the truth of the matter is that back in August of 2021, the Biden administration announced that they would have 50% EV adoption target but it would be a voluntary target. So not only did the federal government in Canada announce that it would have a 60% EV adoption target for 2030, but that it would be regulatory. So it's a big, big thing. It's a big announcement. So I remember like a week or two before the announcement, most people in the U.S. were saying it's never going to happen in Canada. There won't be a federal ZAV mandate. So they were all shocked, honestly, to hear that the government was actually moving ahead with this. That is very, very interesting, actually. And the provincial capitals will align themselves. Well, it depends on the province. Like in the U.S., you know, you have more progressive provinces and not so progressive provinces. So when you look at B.C., B.C. now, when you look at EV sales, percentage of sale is even beyond that of California, which is very impressive. I mean, beyond 13 percent right now in Quebec. They're closing to 10%. At the federal level, we're at 5.2% for the year 2021. Atlantic provinces are really pushing forward with more infrastructure deployment, more rebates. All the four Atlantic provinces have rebates now. But when you look at the prairie 
provinces and Ontario, they have no real policy to accelerate the deployment of EVs in their provinces. So it's very unbalanced from one province to the other. But as a whole, I think that uh, people are seeing that while EV policies had been almost non-existent for many, many years at the federal level or the provincial level for that matter, the past two years, especially because of the push in the federal government, whether it was from NRCAN, so Natural Resources Canada, Transport Canada, Environment and Climate Change Canada, or Innovation, Science and Industry Canada, there's been a huge shift in the past two years, so much so that we have seen many very interesting announcements across the board from many different departments. I was talking to Minister Innovation Minister Champagne over the weekend at the Montreal EV show. And when you see all these announcements made for cathode plants, anode plants, assembly plants, battery plants, buses, trucks, school buses, cars, it seems that now that companies, OEMs, businesses around the world are seeing for the first time that Canada is serious about this. There's more and more interest and the phone is ringing at the federal level, I can tell you that. And we are getting more and more interest from people from around the globe, really, who are interested in investing in Canada and or to work in Canada with the U.S. Yeah, you know, that does bring home the point of the important role Canada plays in the overall North American market, which is kind of a backdoor way of my asking my favorite question. That's always about the USMCA, <laughs> but let's not get into the technicalities of the USMCA. But what do you think of my statement at the intro that global worldwide supply chains might be getting more and more local and we may find ourselves truly a North American electric mobility market. What do you think of that? Well, actually, you and I have discussed that in the past, and we think that for economic, environmental, and geopolitical reasons, it's very important that North America works as a team so that uh, we can develop a strategic EV North American industry. Because let's be serious here, for the past 10, 15, 20 years, while China was moving forward with an EV industry and an EV strategy, most OEMs around the world, whether it was from South Korea, from Europe, from Japan, or from North America, did not take electric mobility and electric vehicles seriously. So now many of them are caught between a rock and a hard place because they're seeing that there's more and more interest. The price of gas certainly helps, and most manufacturers are realizing that they're really lagging behind on the whole supply chain. What we had for decades was what we call catalog engineering, meaning that most OEMs would say, well, I will get this piece from here in North America, that piece from there in China, that other piece from Korea, and then we would assemble the vehicle. Now, what they're seeing is that more and more, and we can take Tesla, an example for that, is that vertical integration for engineering is something that has to be reckoned with. And OEMs are, are looking at the fact that they are really vulnerable to the supply of batteries, for instance, because most of the batteries right now being built come either from China, Japan, or South Korea. So as I said, for supply chain reasons, but for geopolitical reasons, also, when we're looking at what's happening in Ukraine, Volkswagen is in a bind because of the fact that some of their assembly was happening there. And China as well, more and more people in government understand that we have to work together with the U.S. If you remember, back in February of 2021, President Biden and Prime Minister Trudeau signed an agreement to collaborate on EV battery development and critical minerals. And that's very important because in Canada, we do have the minerals. We can work with the U.S., but if the U.S. wants to go its own 
own way. I don't think it would be wise to do that. So I think between last year, between last summer, when the Biden administration came up with its Build Back Better plan, where they said that would give more rebates for EVs built in the U.S. And now in one year, I think we've done a 180 where people in government in the U.S. and Canada see that there are a lot of opportunities of working together. And we actually have to, because otherwise we'll be left in the dust by our competitors, whether it's Europe or China. Where do you see the industry, maybe even 2023? I mean, it's obvious to me that EMC has taken a huge leadership role on this. All the pieces of the puzzle seem to be coming together. I hope that that is the case. Will 2023 be the year that the puzzle is made and we do have a North American platform or will it take a bit longer? I think it will take a bit longer because we have so much catching up to do. Yeah. And let's be honest here. As I said before, for many years, most OEMs did not take electric vehicles seriously. Now they have to invest massively into uh, EV production, whether it's propulsion system, whether it's batteries, whether it's mining. So it takes more than a bit of time you know, to say you open a mine, you can get the minerals and then you can transform it. So I think It's going to be between now and 2030, because otherwise, if we think that in a year or two, everything will be will have been taken care of, I think that's unrealistic. But the truth is that we are building the foundation of something that will ensure that we in Canada have an automotive sector in 10, 15, 20 years. So I'm serious when I say that what Minister Champagne has done and what the federal government has done has really changed the reputation of Canada in the last two years. So that's great news to us. We're really happy about that because I remember coming at AMC back in 2020, at the beginning of the pandemic, I was talking to people in government and we were talking back then, it might sound like 10, 20 years ago, but at the beginning of pandemic, we were talking about economic recovery plan and we were talking about green recovery plans. And I was saying to everyone in government that would listen to me and to us is that we want to fight climate change and air pollution, but we want to create jobs while doing this. So if we don't come up with a plan to develop a zero emission vehicle supply chain in North America will end up just importing the technologies, the batteries, the vehicles. So I think the message was heard loud and clear. And so, yes, I'm very optimistic because I know that there will be more announcements in the weeks and months to come in different regions of the country. So, yes, I think we're on the right path. But honestly, between us, it took It took us a long time to understand how critical this was. You have to keep in mind that back in the 20th century, we were really in a difficult situation for many decades because of the fact that we were relying too much on one or two sources of oil, which created a lot of geopolitical issues. We created wars, as we've seen in the Middle East. So we don't want to end up having the same type of problem because we are relying too much on refined materials or batteries that come from one region of the world, especially when we have, let's say, less than optimal relations with China right now. So that's why we have to make sure that we become as independent as we can or that we are codependent with our friends. For the executive who's listening to this podcast, who I'm sure has probably five more questions than I can ask today, but for the listeners to this podcast, I think the easiest thing would be for me to ask you, how can people get in touch with you? Where's your head office? And what's your website, actually? Well, our head office is virtual because we don't have an office anymore. I mean, everybody okay. works from home, whether it's in Toronto or our staff is all over the country. So they can reach us at emc-mec.ca. They can talk to Maureen, our CEO, or our staff in comms. And if they're interested in talking about 
about projects and programs, we are very adamant to talking to everyone who's interested in investing in Canada or collaborating between Canada and the U.S. because this is what we do and we have very good relations with the federal government. As I was saying, we're talking to them on a weekly basis these days and they are really keen on getting more and more investment related to electric mobility from light to medium to heavy duty to off-road vehicles to infrastructure, research and development, mining. It's all happening so fast between us that we all can hardly keep up the pace because now that there's interest, we want to make sure that we step up to the plate. So that's why we hired some new people because the opportunity is now. It's a once a generation opportunity and we know that. So yeah, if people want to contact us, the time is now. It's perfect. And we'll also have Monsieur Breton's name, title, and his email address at the bottom of this podcast, if that makes it any easier for anyone. And just before we leave this podcast, let me share with you that EMC will be holding its annual conference in person this year. The dates are September 27th through the 29th. It's going to be at the Beanfield Center in Toronto. And I guess most people can get more information from Monsieur Breton's website at EMC, www.emc-mec.ca. This one was certainly an active conversation, but more importantly, <laughs> <laughs> to our guest point, there are a lot of people talking about the future of electric mobility and in the electrical vehicle industry. And if there's one person who I wanted to talk to who is in touch with all of these conversations, it's Monsieur Breton. And so thank you very much, sir. And I hope I can entice you back to our discussion. Thanks a lot. It was a pleasure to talk to you, Bridget.